welcome aboard the battleship pretension i am david bax tyler smith is of course uh still uh recovering from the world's worst case of west nile virus uh in, in in the hospital um and uh i know normally scott nye fills in and we appreciate that but this week we've got a different guest host a longtime friend of the show and and uh former co-host of a really good podcast called previously on uh it's uh it's sean ingram how you doing sean welcome back to the show hi i'm doing well thank you for having me uh yeah um Sorry, I, I I introduced you just as you were taking a drink. I could see on the Zoom. I uh, my apologies. Uh, before we get into our topic, I do want to tell the listeners about tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Uh, uh, I use them each and every day of my life. Today, I was listening to. I guess I was in a nostalgic mood today because I listened to some albums that turned 20 recently because this would have been the time that i was like working at a video store and going to college and these oh, albums were all like uh on heavy rotation in the cd the five disc cd player at the video store where i where i where i worked uh so i listened to uh dear catastrophe waitress by bell and sebastian good album um yeah i listened to for the probably maybe for the first time since 20 years ago i listened to the lemon of pink by the books also do you remember good. that i like yeah that one. yeah me too i really liked that a lot uh and then i also listened to uh, uh an album i've always kind of liked but even at the time was on the fence on uh, when i want to get your take on transatlanticism and just death cab for cutie in general pass <laughs> I kind of think you weren't. I don't, There's some good know, songs though on <clears throat> on transatlanticism. Yeah, I can't like uh, hate on them, but for me, it's a pass. You know, I don't. Yeah, they're just one of those bands that never hit for me. But I don't, I don't begrudge anyone who is into it. Yeah, I guess it's it, for me. I, I, it's one of those bands that I like. I get. You know, right. so yeah, I can enjoy it. Like, we I, it. I, we, we understand. I understand why people love them, but it's not necessarily uh, for me. But I don't dislike it either. Like I said, there are things I like the sound of settling. Uh, I like the song Transatlanticism. Um, uh, the New Year. Yeah. So this is the New Year. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But um, so you're just de Death Cab. In so it's not just a Transatlanticism thing. You were. Uh, uh, you don't like the photo album. You don't like yeah, no, the whatever whole, the first yeah. two ones were called. No, yeah, the whole the whole thing uh, passed me by, I guess. Yeah, uh, and the only reason I actually did have a um, uh, a CD copy of Transatlanticism um, that I ended up taking and keeping for myself is because I don't remember what label that was on, but um, they gave it to i was the manager of the video store at the time and they gave it to me they were like hey like i guess they were just like going around like the cool neighborhoods or whatever like which like that's where i worked it was a pretty cool neighborhood and like hip places that played music they were like giving out free copies of the cd to like <laughs> hey maybe you want to play this over your store so I, I i do have um yeah i do have a cd i mean my cds are all in a box in the garage but uh i do have a cd copy of transatlanticism and i think we I think Natalie has a vinyl copy of the photo album that's in our record collection, but, uh, yeah, I, I, they're not, they're neither here nor there for me as a, as a band. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Sounded great on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds. They're available at a low, low price at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Sean, we're back. Let's get into it, shall we? Uh, I mentioned before that you and I uh, mentioned a podcast called Previously On, which is a podcast that you and I did about television. Indeed. Um, and uh, so this is going to be a rare TV-focused episode of yes, Battleship your lowest Pretension. lowest rated episode. Your lowest oh, number no. of downloads. Oh, no. No? Oh, no. People love it? <laughs> No, I don't know if they love it, but I'm saying we have had much less popular episodes <laughs> when we like, Got it. I, Got it. I, I, I like to think the most of our listeners and I like to think that they'll come along with me when, when we do episodes on like sort of experimental film and stuff like that. But those are the ones that, that really, Got it. Got uh, it. yeah, just, just lay there. Yeah, I guess TV's um, pretty, pretty TV's popular. Yeah. yeah. But that gets me to the. Well, I'll say right now what I what I want this episode to do is be we're, we want to sort of hammer out a definition of what the new American golden age of television was, or some say still is. I, I think we'll get to the fact that I I very much don't agree with that. I, yeah, uh, I don't either. And that's a big on the table. So he, yeah, so here's what happened. This is why this has been on my mind for probably a couple of years at this point. Around 2015 mostly fell out of love with TV. I used to be a big TV people person. Obviously you and I did that show yeah, uh, together after, uh, af after that I did another show with Paul Goble called, Hey, watch this. Like I used to watch a lot of TV uh, and I kind of fell out of love with TV pretty quickly, kind of all at once in, in 2015. Um, I don't know if it was, um, if that was, would that have been the, that would have been, yeah, that would have been the fifth season of Game of Thrones, which is when I stopped watching Game of Thrones because the fifth season is terrible and I've heard yeah. it doesn't get much better. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so, but and I found myself doing that with a lot of shows, 2015. Um, and so I, I very, other than like uh, some reality shows and a couple of comedies, like The Good Place that Natalie and I watched together, I spent about five years, like not really watching TV, certainly not anywhere near at the rate I used to. And then during, the pandemic when we you know we were stuck indoors for a year um i started getting back into some of the tv shows that i had missed because i'd stopped at the time that i did um mm -hmm. and i and i found some real some real gems some things that i've gone on to that i've uh, uh i've become a big fan of bojack horseman uh i I mean, I mean, I am not. Uh, this is not the consensus in my household, but I am a big fan of Show Showtime's The Affair, which. Um, <laughs> sure. Natalie doesn't fully like believe that I'm serious when I say I like that show, but, uh, but actually I, we will probably talk about the affair again, because I think there are things with the affair that I like think apply. Uh, and so getting There's back one, into these shows, yeah. not, to um, si not to sideline, we'll probably mention it, not to sideline you, but I consider it a golden age show, but there it's one I recommended to you, Halt and Catch Fire. You got into that, right? Yes. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that's, yeah, this is just an aside. Halt and Catch Fire is like, not only is it a great TV show, it's a textbook case of why TV can be a great medium. Yes. Because it's a show you that figured it. itself out as it went along. Yeah. And, and and it became, you know, you know, if you if you watch the pilot episode and then someone told you, hey, by season three, 
those two characters are the leads you know right. um it would right. it would like it uh it seems so strange but like that's that's something that i think we'll get into and i think game of thrones is a big part of it of um shows that don't take time to figure themselves out and fan bases yeah. that don't tolerate shows taking time to figure them, themselves out um sorry i and, so, i, I, I sidelined you there uh, yeah so i was saying is I, I you know i started watching these shows again some are good some i i kind of understand uh a big thing that i've noticed and i think i've said before uh on the podcast definitely i said on the patreon i can't remember if i said it on the regular podcast but what to me one of the hallmarks of the golden age is that these great shows were all kind of given the room to stake out their own visual style and now mm. it feels like now that like prestige tv is such a big thing it feels like there are like four to six pre-established like looks that a show got, can have yep, and every show thoughts. kind of has to has to has to fit in into those i definitely um, have thoughts on that for later yeah so uh i guess let's uh i have more to say but let's throw I want to I want to throw to you uh what are your overall thoughts on on the new golden age of American television? Uh excuse me. Uh yeah, everything you said uh made sense to me. I would agree that it is over and uh it has been for at least a few years I, to, in my mind, yeah. Um yeah, I kind of uh I don't know where to start, but maybe 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 we could start by I don't know if you have an outline. Maybe we could start by like what makes what makes a great television show in your mind? And I, that's kind of a big question because obviously there are many different ways to be to do good shows, but like is there something about this era or the shows that we're going to be talking about that you mentioned the visual style already, but is there anything else that, that comes to mind? Yeah, I think there was also... Um, it, this is something that, that, that broke through, I think. Suddenly, audiences became way more tolerant of a show being not being the exact same thing week to week. Mm. obviously there have been other shows before that but even other great like pre-golden age shows you know uh like i don't know homicide or 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 whatever still like they fall into certain uh genres and i think um i guess we i feel like we're dancing around the sopranos which is the sure. show that i think if we're going to going to pinpoint to kick off for the new golden age i would say the premiere of the sopranos is a good uh, uh starting place um because that that was a show that uh yeah it's a it's a mob show and if you watch the pilot you definitely get a certain idea of what the show is that isn't really what it's going to be uh because it became um a family drama it became a comedy it became a uh, uh occasionally a sort of uh, uh existential psycho like exploration with all the dream sequences and uh, yep. and and stuff um 
and yeah, uh, I want to go back to just oh, the yeah. comedy. You and I talked about it in a previous thing. We did a whole like series of episodes about the Sopranos uh, yeah, sure. and just how funny it is. Cause Natalie and I were rewatching it as we always are. And we, <laughs> we just got to, uh, I think it's the season four premiere actually uh, for all debts, public and private, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tony and Bobby are sitting at the diner. Oh yes. This is a classic. <laughs> Bobby says, like, well, first he says Quasimodo predicted all this. <laughs> right. And he says that's, you mean Nostradamus? And then they get into a whole thing about like uh, the Cathedral of Notre Dame and the College Notre Dame. And the Cathedral has the hunchback of Notre Dame. And the college has the quarterback and the halfback of Notre Dame. And it ends with Bobby going, You're going to tell me you never thought about that? The back thing with Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> the back thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's a, that's an aside, but um, uh, yeah, I think that, I don't know what, what do you, what do you think are, are the hallmarks of, of these shows? Well, I, I, I've been thinking about this a little bit and it's up, it's up for debate. I want to get your take because maybe you might not agree, but I think, I think a show being personal is kind of crucial. Like, a okay. lot of shows, a lot of very good, a lot of good shows, and maybe a lot, mo- most good shows um, predating this era um, were entertaining and well-written or well-acted or whatever, but they're, the, the, personal, the personal touch is not there. And it's like Sopranos is obviously a great example of like, David Chase, the creator, is not in the mafia and never was, as far as we know. But yes, you know, he, he, you know, he's an Italian American. He grew up in New Jersey in that area where the show is set. You know, he, you know, in a bigger picture, he like he lived in America at the time the show was made, which is a lot of what the show is about. It's like, um, kind of the decline of <laughs> the decline of the american empire in a way not and it would grandiose it, it, no it exactly is and it goes on to be uh i think one of the best works of art the best post 9-11 works of art in its in its last uh handful of of seasons yeah um yeah the yeah just the uh um uh the way the characters uh what they think about what they're preoccupied with, what they talk about, like everything nine 11 changes the show right in the middle of its, of its run, just the way it changed a lot of America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Where do we want to, <laughs> but, but I see what you're saying about the personal thing. Cause like, it's definitely the, the golden age, the new golden age is when all of us lay people learned the word showrunner. And, yes. it went, and 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 showrunner went from just being a sort of like administrative position to being synonymous with like auteur essentially. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, you're right. That's a big, a, a big part of it. Um, uh, yeah. So I so I've generally pinpointed, or can you generally pinpoint? That's an oxymoron. <laughs> I've pinpointed Sopranos premiere as the yeah. uh I mean, start that, date yeah that's generally accepted and i don't think there's any reason to push against that so but here's my argument for end date if not actual end date because there are probably shows that were still part of this after it 
the sort of spiritual end date for me is the breaking bad finale because um i mean you were always i, I like love breaking bad i actually watched it during the pandemic I, it's a, still a good show but it i think the way that show ended and it also has a lot to, a lot to do with uh, a few years previously uh lost ending mm-hmm. and people being very unhappy uh, <laughs> about the end of of lost breaking bad ended and people loved the ending so much even though i think it's i it's, don't love that not, ending. no i don't either. yeah it's 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 all it's too pat but i think um the a certain type of fan certain type of fanboy loves that stuff and it's definitely yeah. what they wanted and didn't get out of lost um and so i feel like the end of breaking bad kind of signals the shift into the era we're now in where it's not in many cases it's not the showrunner who's driving things it's the fans like the the increasingly things are made with that fan audience in mind and and are, are, are catering to them and then you've also got the game of thrones thing which i think um despite its high production value um and having some really great episodes, even from the beginning, it kind of bothered me that it didn't feel like a TV show in the way that I love TV and that it didn't feel like it, it didn't feel like there was much uh, left up to, to chance or whatever. It didn't that, that personal touch. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like, you know, if you watch Deadwood, you know, I think we've talked about before, like there are times when like, you know, Wyatt Earp shows up and, uh, hangs out and then it doesn't work and he leaves because that was like uh um uh milch just being like i want to try this oh didn't work out oh well like let's move on yeah and i feel like the game of thrones and 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 then you know you get into like the marvel netflix stuff and the disney plus stuff where everything is like these little mini series uh, as opposed to an ongoing series in the way that i like yeah no i that completely makes sense and um i tend to agree that there there has been a shift in like uh i don't know there's a famous not a famous uh, uh it's an expression i don't know if it's a quote i should be attributing to anyone but like there's a sh- like you <laughs> I feel like I should start this <laughs> sentence over. It's like you can give the fans what they want, or you can give them what they need. And there's there's oh, a subtle, yeah. there's well, a subtle difference there. Huh? I think it's um, the quote that I'm thinking of that has to do with that is is Joss Whedon actually, who obviously oh, really? is a um, yeah he was a, he was. A, I have mixed feelings on him nowadays, obviously. But well, yeah, nowadays he, yeah he was uh, he was kind of a ahead of the curve in in that way yeah he's like he's to the like uh new golden age what like the stooges are to punk rock maybe (laughs) sure (laughs) does that work um but yeah he said something about like you don't give them what they want you give them what they don't know they need i think something like that yeah something like that yeah and it's like ultimately it's more satisfying to the fan base to get the latter yeah but they're they might be pissed off in the moment, you know, or whatever. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, so that, yeah, I, I would agree that there's a shift 
And this is this is a cultural shift, and we can't talk about it, but you know, it branches out into everything. You know, movies, music. It's like f- fans, super fans, stands, whatever, kind of dictating the terms of of entertainment. Um, yeah, which I yeah. think we can agree is a negative thing. Yeah, it's not good uh, for art at all. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that that's. So I want to get into sort of uh, what are the defining shows. And in thinking about that, I I was kind of thinking that, like, if I'm saying 2013, if I'm saying it was 1999 to 2013 is the main era there. Wait, was that the Breaking Bad finale? Yeah, it's been 10 years. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So if I'm saying that it's that, but maybe I'll say 2015 because that was my argument earlier. Either way, this is all pre like Me Too, True. and so I realized by looking at these defining shows, it's not until later in the golden era that you start to have I think more show more female showrunners and more showrunners of of color. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when Girls premieres in what 2010? Is that right? That sounds right. Um, yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, near near the end. Uh so that's I mean that that's definitely a sticking point here is that oh no, twenty twelve. Wow, girls is more recent than I thought. No kidding. Um yeah. Uh so I feel like a lot of the shows I'm gonna that I'm gonna think of as like the main golden age shows mm-hmm. are are male driven shows. Sure. Um so we mentioned Sopranos. What what else do you think absolutely has to be in the canon? Has to be in the canon. Deadwood. Yeah. Deadwood. Okay. Okay. Um, um I think Mad Men. Mad Men, yeah. Mad Men for sure. Um, um So it, well, here's the we haven't talked about comedy, but I think the Golden Age definitely extended to comedy in definitely, some ways. Definitely. Um, but the uh, the elephant in the room here then is Louis. Uh, That's, <laughs> I did make a note about that. I guess we should talk about Louis. I mean, there's it's, it feels. Uh, I don't know it's why it feels. Right? Yeah, I, I, because it, it feels it, difficult to. I don't know say positive things about someone that, that we have generally agreed uh, is a bad dude. Uh, but it also would be disingenuous to, to pretend like we didn't all love Louie when it was on. Yeah, I definitely did. And I mean, it's indisputable that that show has been very influential, influential on all like all subsequent whatever generations of show, I guess it premiered in 2010. So it's been, it's been yeah. that long. Yeah. But yeah, it's usually an it, hugely influential. So even if we didn't like it, it's worth, worth talking about just because it's, I mean, you don't get a lot of shows. I mean, a lot of shows, a lot of shows don't get whatever the green light. If Louis doesn't exist, a lot of people don't, Sure, probably yeah. even probably even think to create the shows they made certainly uh, like uh, atlanta is a great like example yeah. of a show that uh is 
yeah, personal personality driven and also just willing to be whatever it needs to be week to week. You know, Louis would, uh, would do, uh, maybe not as drastically as Atlanta, but still it was a series of short stories or occasionally there'd be like a three or four episode, uh, uh, arc or whatever, but they weren't, um, it, it, Louis was Louis himself was, uh, pushing the form, I think. And I think you found more of that in comedy at the time. Yeah. Um, that's, and yeah. that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Atlanta, I guess it's, is post the era we're talking about, but I would kind of, um, well, yeah, it's not like there weren't good shows before, and that, right. like there haven't it, been good shows since. But yeah, yeah, it's certainly in the mold of um, the good shows. Um, yeah, but what else is there? I mean, Breaking Bad does that? Do you consider that? I guess. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I want to be like a contrarian and say no. Um, but I also want to be a contrarian and say no about the wire, but that's ridiculous. Like, well, that that can that crossed my mind too, and um, I'm not I'm not going to make that argument, but I would say it's less. I don't know. It's less. It's less. Oh, what's the word? Digressive, or it's less willing to like. Ju- like you were talking about with Deadwood, it's less just willing to do things just for Mm -hmm. the sake of doing them. Like that show is so, and I think this is why people freaked out about it so much, but that show is so story driven or like so focused on story. And there was very, there's very little, or there was, there was very good character work, but, it was never about the characters and it was always about, you know, what's this story they're telling? What's this message? Yeah. What are they? Yeah. What are they unpacking this season? What are they? Um, Yeah. What are they unpacking? Yeah. And it's, but I mean, that, but then that speaks to maybe some risk taking like that, like imagine you like, well, as you don't have to imagine, we all did it. You watch season one of the wire and some suddenly season two has this, whole new cast of right. of 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 uh stevedores or whatever they they that's are true uh, that's true fair point very fair, yeah. very fair point yeah but i always i know you like me are uh or have been in the past a fan of uh the best show uh, um and i always point to uh ap mike's criticism of the wire which is it's like we're all going to get degrees at the end <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> I would um, say th- I would say I would say the wire uh really it's a great show but it doesn't it doesn't haunt you uh in a way that like the sopranos does you know I agree I have I watched the wire when it aired and I have rewatched it in full once when I got the the DVDs um and I don't really feel the need to 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 watch it again mm-hmm. um but i know i mean you said it doesn't haunt you but it's definitely made its mark like people still i think the wire is still on people's minds people still remember it they certainly remember omar and um 
by the way, real quick, I mentioned the DVDs. If you are uh, going to watch The Wire, don't watch please, those upgrade the blue the HD upgrade. Yeah, don't watch those because yeah. they're the wrong aspect ratio and it looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's, uh, it's supposed to be a four by three show. Um, anyway, uh, I still think The Wire gets talked about or thought of. Sure. Whereas I feel in my memory at the time, like the two big shows, like what's the best show ever in the history of television? Is it the wire or is it Battlestar Galactica? And Battlestar Galactica <laughs> has largely not stuck around, I think in, in no. people's consciousness. Um, and that could be um, because now I like the ending of lost, but I agree with people who don't like the ending of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, it's it's not, and I don't just mean the last episode. It really felt like it felt like uh, um, see that, Man, it so hasn't stuck in the culture that I can't remember the creator's name. Ronald something? Ronald D. Moore. Ronald D. Moore. It felt like Ronald Moore like looked at other shows that had gone on too long and out and were out there welcome, and he made the opposite mistake of like <laughs> rushing to like we're gonna wrap this up in four seasons. And yeah, yeah. and it was like you could have you could have done another season to like pace this out a little bit. Yeah. Um but still better sort of like that Galactica has some some great stuff. I have fond memories of of watching it. But uh, it's interesting that I don't think if you would ask people 10 years ago about the Golden Age, maybe the Galactica would, would have still been uh, um, top of mind. Yeah, but, well, this is uh, this is this is related. It's a little bit of a tangent. But do you think. Uh, do you think a show has to. Quote unquote, stick the landing to qualify or be no. considered a golden age yeah i, w- I would tend no, to agree I, yeah i, I tend to agree. yeah I, I don't um but I, I think a lot of newer a lot of the newer breed of tv fans do would, think would that. disagree that yeah i mean that was like a common complaint with the end of lost of people like online saying like i no, wasted like you six been years one of the or something yeah, yeah right. but it's like no you didn't waste like you watched all the episodes yeah, and you, you loved enjoyed them, like, i'm sure you enjoyed more episodes than you didn't yeah yeah um but now you got me thinking about like what are some shows that i think are great but didn't stick the landing i guess i said battlestar galactica um but i think there's got to be others that um i mean uh one thing i learned from you and from doing previously on is you were more willing and I've become more willing to just cut bait on a show. If it's, if it, (laughs) if it, if it, if if it's bad for too long. Um, yeah, I, I certainly did that. I think actually I remember like, um, when we were doing previously on, I think it was like toward the end of, um, like the last two seasons of how I met your mother. And I think at a certain point, at a certain point, you and I realized we were only both still watching the show because because we, we were doing talking we were about talking it. about the podcast. And we kind of yeah. and so I actually we both bailed on how many how many mother and then I foolishly went back and uh, watched it because I was just too tempted by it all wrapping up. Um, but uh, rough. But uh, I don't know because now I'm watching how I met your mother again. Um, and how, uh, how, is, how it, it, I mean, well, not to. I know you have a whole other podcast about it, but yeah. how does that hold up? Uh, I mean, I still think it's very funny. Um, but I mean, if you're uh, if you're talking about like socially, like with our 
cultural values how does it hold up <laughs> sure so poorly yeah uh, i mean i'm sure a lot I, of the barney stuff is pretty but even it's even beyond that the amount of like body shaming jokes and uh, and like i think when I, when I went into this i do a podcast if the listeners don't know i think they probably do uh called the one where i met your mother where my wife and i are watching friends and how i met, met your mother together um and I went into this kind of just like assuming friends by virtue of being 10 years older would have aged more poorly. And there's definitely stuff. There's definitely a lot of gay panic stuff and, yeah. and fat shaming and stuff on, on friends, but nowhere near how I met your mother. And I think it was just how I met your mother happened to come out at a time where, um, that kind of like quote unquote edgy comedy, <laughs> I think was, uh, 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 in vogue not that i actually think it's edgy but i think it thinks it is you know and right. it's like it's funny like we can say these sexist things because we don't we all know we don't really mean it you know um and- yeah it's like the whole the the uber example of that to me is that um when i forget when the movie came out 40 year old version there's yeah. this oh, whole eight, exchange yeah oh. Oh, wait. There's that whole yeah. exchange about, you know how I know you're gay or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, Oh, it's we can make to watch these, now. Yeah, yeah. We can make like, we can make these jokes cause we're, yeah. Um, anyway, that, that's, that's a big sidebar, but what were we talking uh, about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess we're just, we're just going back and I named Louie. What are some of the other like, um, uh, comedies that, that you think are, are, need to be part of the canon. Um, what, what were we watching at the time? I uh, guess, would Arrested Development? Yes. Okay. I would yeah. say yes. And that's also a good example of a show that didn't stick the landing. Uh, I never even watched that last season. I mean, yeah, you don't need to. I watched the first Netflix season, and I think I, I kind of defended it a little bit. Um but uh yeah i think um because i think mitch uh what's his name herwitz mitch herwitz uh i think i don't think it entirely worked Mm -hmm. but the way that he did that fourth season i guess was the first netflix one right the way he did that was like really steering in to the netflix model of like these could be any length and also people are going to binge them so we don't have to we, we can think of it um as uh sort of a bunch of puzzle pieces that we that, that people can watch in whatever, whatever pace they right. they want and i feel like streaming tv maybe looking at that and seeing that people didn't like it <laughs> a lot of streaming tv has just like defaulted to being like you know exactly what sort of premium prestige tv uh was in many in many ways or being this mini series uh mold that i've that i've talked about uh and and not really having fun with the the new delivery method yeah um yeah it's a it was a a noble idea yeah a noble pursuit but um maybe it didn't work out uh one that came does 30 rock get get in there yeah, I would put that's Rock one in there. we talked about, and that's one that uh, we talked about. How many are not aging well? Thirty Rock seems to have aged very well with its. It seems like it. Yeah, not not just with its jokes and everything, but like 
the Jack Donaghy being a guy who has no interest in television, who's just installed by the parent corporation. Yeah. No, uh, and, and Tina Fey are just sort of laboring under his whims uh, is uh, really ahead of <laughs> really prescient in, in, in uh, seeing what, what TV would become. Um, Tell uh, me about it. Yeah. Depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 30 rock. That's a, that's a great one. Um, um, yeah. Community. I think, I mean, I, I, I okay. talked about it a lot at the time. I know you, I, yeah, I never really watched it. Yeah. That's a show that, um, I mean, it, it definitely was, it was a mixed, it was a mixed bag. You know, there was the whole season where, uh, the creator ben Harmon was, wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't involved, but I would say, you know, I would say that is a personal show and that, you know, was very right. you know if we're talking comedies i'd probably throw that in there but what about um, yeah a big one for us both i think was friday night lights what do you think of that uh yeah that's that's a um that's a great one it's also a great um sort of uh case of that sort of um the push and pull between like this new era of showrunner like driven things and then the the traditional uh, the, because yeah like i mean the first is it, the first two seasons are 22 episodes maybe the third one i can't remember the third one is not uh, when I, think... I can't remember when they went to the shorter episodes um and then also there's famously there's that really stupid storyline in season two where jesse Plemons accidentally kills a guy or kills a guy in self-defense yeah um and that's like that is just the you know the old guard of like network saying like you need something dramatic to happen in this show that's mostly just like uh <laughs> about you know personal relationships and and stuff you know but um but it, i think it's very telling that like that's not when i think about friday night lights i don't think about the uh the the, the self-defense uh right. I, I don't even really think about the the football games are like how each team did, you know, I think about, um, uh, like what's the coach's daughter, Julie, like, yeah. uh, Matt and Julie losing their virginity to each other or like making that hopeless. That's, that's one of my favorite episodes of mm -hmm. television from that decade. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, this is making me think of, um, I think one, one key thing to a successful show is character, right? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, just like uh, as a general point, uh, at least what I like, uh, it's not about, it's not about like what the story of the show is or what the hook of the show is. It's really about, the characters and you know, other people have argued this, but like you're spending a lot of time with these people. Uh, they're in your home. If these characters are not interesting or funny or there's something there, it's not going to be enough. Um, and so yeah. to me, to me, that's what all the, that's what all the great shows kind of have in common. Even, even, you know, uh, maybe this is obvious, but even characters you despise, you know, there's something there to keep you watching. Yeah. Uh, that's a great, um, point because you, 
I've I, I thought about Holden Catch Fire that way in the sense that like I still like like I think about those people like right you know I'm like uh, yeah, I wonder I what Cameron's up I wonder what Cameron's up to is that she's like a real person like I think yeah. about like it feels like they had lives well except for the one of them who didn't you know make it to the end of the series Don't but they have it. they have lives beyond um beyond that beyond the show um, yeah and that that's a perfect yeah. example because like at this point several years removed i couldn't tell you the ins and outs of the story of that show right yeah but yeah those characters i could tell you about them or you know and i still i still sometimes think about them um uh a more recent show that i had a very similar feeling about when it ended uh is and it just took me by surprise uh was superstore i don't know if you were a superstore uh watcher never watched but, uh yeah that was a, a a COVID one for us and um the fascinating COVID one because its final season is like a COVID season where like they're oh. you know they're wearing masks and and uh um and it's a show i mean i obviously COVID has come up in other shows but i haven't seen any other shows um deal like dig into uh what it was like to like be a quote-unquote essential worker you know by working right. at a department store uh through covid and also be very funny and very funny in a character driven way um uh yeah superstore is uh surprisingly i it took me by surprise because i had watched the pilot when it first aired and i was like not fully impressed by it but uh sure. went on to be a really great show um i have a couple other um comedies uh party down yeah uh, i think that's past our deadline maybe um past the end when did that when was the original incarnation of that show i feel like it was earlier than that yeah that, 2009 that... 2009 was when it first oh was it really that long jesus yeah uh and then this is like a a, a subset of the new all right like there is a subset of the uh new american golden age that you could basically sum up as adult swim and this is this is i yes yeah within that there is tim and eric awesome tim show great eric. job yep um which uh i think is one of the uh just <laughs> most interesting things ever put on on television yeah it's like at points, it's practically avant-garde television, which is yeah. not really a thing that exists. <laughs> in, yeah, in, yeah, but yeah, that's that's a great one because that that also definitely fulfills the the personal uh, angle because that's so specific to those two guys. I think. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. Adult Swim in general, I think, was maybe maybe doesn't get talked about enough but like a lot of the a lot of the stuff they put on was very idiosyncratic and very like specific and very personal yeah because they were like no one was like looking. home movies um, <laughs> you know huh because they because uh, like i was like no one was looking at them they were able to do what right. they want totally um, yeah. yeah i'm glad I you just, mentioned home movies uh, uh yeah home movies is great home movies is a great example i think um it it started right in 1999, but then it yeah moved to Adult Swim, 2000 or 2001. But yeah, that that's a very personal show, and I think uh, 
I think it fits right in with any with any of the other shows we're talking about. Yeah, I definitely uh, I love home movies. I've tried to get into Metalocalypse, but I it's I don't know. Yeah, it's not the same. It's 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 a it's a solid show, but it's yeah, it doesn't have that. Yeah, it's so I guess I mean, I, it's not as welcoming of a. Of so a I movie. guess um, maybe it was Lauren Bouchard was more the more than Brendan Small, the creative person that I was looking for or, know, or, or yeah. responding to, you know? Yeah, maybe. Um, there was a home movies, uh, there was a home movies reunion at Comic-Con, um, uh, a, a, a few years ago. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Lauren Bouchard and, uh, um, did Melissa show up? Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was Lauren Bouchard and John Benjamin and Brendan small, but yeah, I think it might've been, Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she wasn't really, she's not really an actor, which is incredible. She was like a yeah. producer on the show. They right. Got right. Yeah. The- yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Not to like, not to do list, not to just list shows, but I think there's a couple that come to mind that we have to mention. I think the office, the original one, uh, well, but I mean, we're talking the new golden age of American television. I know, know, but it was, yes, that's a fair point. But again, it was so, it was so influential. I mean, obviously there's the American version, but just that the way that show was and how it was made and everything, uh, I think you got to at least mention it. Yeah. I think it's a good point because you see, I think, um, you know, sometimes, people learn the wrong lessons from successful movies and TV shows, you know? Right. Um, when I think about shows like modern family or Abbott elementary, both shows that I like, I mean, I liked modern family early on. It kind of got, it got very repetitive as it went on. Um, talking heads, but maybe. doing the mockumentary mm-hmm. style. Yeah. But they're not bringing anything like the mockumentary doesn't bring anything to it. Whereas the office, the, the British office. office is not the show. It is. If it's not a mockumentary, so much of the comedic Absolutely. tension is, David Brent, like knowing that there's a camera on him yeah. and like performing for the camera. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely worth mentioning in it's, in it's influence, but I don't, it can't make the canon because it's not. Can't make the canon. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And the, the other one that came to mind that it's not in my personal canon, but I, I think it's probably maybe should be included. And I know people will be upset if we don't mention it. It's six feet under. Okay. I only watched the first season and I really liked it. Okay. I tried yeah, multiple times. I've tried and I could never get into the second season. And I, I would like, it just would yeah. always peter out. Yeah. That to me is a show that was, it was never like my kind of show, you know, even though I mm-hmm. recognized that it was good. Um, and yeah, speaking of repetitive, uh, it did. There was a lot of, a lot to it that felt repetitive after a while, but I, I did end up watching the whole thing. And, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's worth just, yeah, I think it's worth mentioning. And just the whole, speaking of fan satisfaction or fan demand, like the whole, like, oh, you want an ending? Here's how every fucking character dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spoilers for the finale yeah. of Six Feet Under, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I, I knew that and I have I thought, never yeah, watched. I, but it. that's such an interesting way. Actually, I, I don't remember exactly now. I 
I think it's a good finale um, before that, but then after that, it's such an interesting, <laughs> it's just such an, it, it's almost like a dare. Yeah. Like, yeah. You want to know the ending? Here you go. <laughs> it's it, I yeah. admire it in a way. I don't know if I like, I don't know if I love it, but I, I admire it. Um, this is the thought I was just looking at a list of, or I was looking at the, wikipedia entry for the new american uh, golden edge of television sure and seeing like they're listing shows sort of chronologically and the shows they have at the end which i think of as post golden age shows is there are, end date are, on that article uh this says um uh some dispute as to whether the age ended in the mid to late 2010s or early 2020s or remains ongoing. Ah. Um, I wonder, I, I'm starting to think is part of the death of this new golden age, the streaming model, because yeah. like the, the, the yeah, shows they have at the end are house of cards um, and orange is the new black, neither of which I think belong. Uh, I, I, you know, I shouldn't say that I haven't watched orange is the new black. Um, I've watched some house of cards and I don't think they belong um in in the canon uh but is that all at once streaming model um part of the reason you know it's it's so hard for shows to stick when they have this brief moment in the sun like occasionally yeah there's a stranger things but even stranger things eventually went to the weekly model didn't it uh no no it, it didn't that's my the, the most recent season was still all at once yeah i think oh, so okay i mean okay. it's been like two or three years but uh okay maybe i i guess i missed maybe i'm thinking of something else that switched to that um but uh like when we were talking about comedies i feel like uh and i only watched the first season i know it went on for a while but i loved the unbreakable kimmy schmidt i loved that first season but it does kind of feel like because you could watch it in the whole thing in an afternoon. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel as important or worth talking about. Does it make sense? Yes, definitely. It's like, yeah, it's like, uh, it becomes, I think for me, and maybe you felt this way, it, it becomes a burden almost. You're like, <laughs> you're like, Jesus, there's 13 episodes. I, have to watch right now or i'm never or uh, i'm never gonna see it or like no one's gonna no one else is gonna want to talk about it or yeah you know. well this is, i mean we're gonna get into like back in my day type of <laughs> old guy stuff but yeah. like so much of the like so much of the fun for me of watching tv shows during this golden age was having a week in between each episode to like talk discuss to your friends or you know this was the podcast. heyday of like message boards yeah podcasts message <laughs> boards you know uh things like that and so yeah I, I get that pressure of being like oh there's a new season of the show mm -hmm. and someone will have watched it all by dawn and if i don't do that then i already feel like i'm out of the conversation uh okay so um to change subjects a little bit uh now i i'm i'm said spiritually that the golden age ended in 2013, but clearly that can't entirely be true because, uh, there are two, uh, 
great shows that premiered in 2013 that would go on to be great after that um the americans and uh hannibal um hannibal might be too much of an outlier to be in the canon but uh uh i i do think it's like one of the great sort of like creator driven shows it does feel yeah it did feel like um yeah it did feel like yeah creator driven i guess you already said it yeah that does feel the americans to me and granted i didn't finish it um neither did i to be honest but yeah (laughs) (laughs) but the thing that the thing that stops me and it's it's you mentioned it in context of the sopranos but it's it's not it doesn't have a sense of humor i don't remember laughing watching the americans yeah that's a maybe ever yeah that's a good to me it's like it's like a it's like a dinner with no greens on your plate or something it's like yeah. you're missing you're missing a crucial element you know yeah and that's me, a, that's a good point um, yeah to, to me it's got to be it's got to have that it's not a truly great show or a golden age type show right and i think and i think yeah going touching on that we should give credit to definitely sopranos already mentioned i mean the wire for sure deadwood definitely but like yeah. all those shows yeah. are very funny and then times. uh yeah mad men could also be very mad funny men, very, very much so uh, yeah, that's a good point about the Americans, but I do think uh, one of the hallmarks that we were talking that I that I think I mentioned or, or we kind of danced around at least was um, interest in like character psychology, and I think that's that's that's, yeah. that's one of the hallmarks or that's one of the main things about the the Americans is that it's um, it's not melodrama like the action is driven by who these characters are and who the, what their psyches are and and the the decisions that that they mm-hmm. make um okay i want to uh i have a couple other like sort of groupings i want to talk about yeah um what about children's television because hit me Ad- adventure time i think should be maybe one of the canonical <laughs> shows of the new golden age <laughs> okay i'm listening uh because it is um it's it's distinct it it has its own uh point of view it also has its own look um yeah this is all true yeah and also to your point often very funny uh and 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 rich and willing to experiment but also um not afraid to be very emotional uh at at times you know there's a there's an, an episode where um what's her name marceline the vampire queen yep. um sings a song about uh her dad like stealing french fries off her plate that like yeah literally like it made me well up it's like <laughs> it, it's it's so beautiful yeah. um and uh uh now i'm forgetting the the person who wrote that song is the person who would go on to create steven universe uh and i can't rebecca sugar rebecca yeah you yeah it. um so yeah and i i I was never, uh, never got into Steven Universe, but I know people love that. So maybe that would be uh, uh, a show. Are there any other? I know you were an Adventure Time fan. Are there any other kids sure. shows? Uh, 
No, I mean, but no, but but I'm not an I'm not really like an active I'm not seeking that out or I wasn't yeah. haven't been for a while. So I yeah, yeah. I don't know. I did I did watch some of the um the DuckTales reboot. Um <laughs> is that good? Uh it actually is. Yeah, and a, a, a big part of it is that uh okay, we haven't talked about Archer. Archer's a very good show. Um I, I remember you not being as into Archer as I was. Uh, or yeah, not, that show's like still on, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's still on. <laughs> yeah, I think I the last one I watched was the like um, when I went to LA, it was like a noirish oh, right. type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. the subtitle was. Um, but uh, I I think one of the we're going to talk about like the way that shows look, like I talked about earlier. Um, I think Archer looked cool or looks cool i guess um but i also think talk about like learning the wrong wrong lessons uh, i think what's happened since is that um animation that is aimed at adults is increasingly boring looking because um i i think from what i understand i think like the networks or studios or whatever like want it to be very clear that this isn't for kids and so they kind of have this uh. the, this look and that's so to get back to uh what i was saying about ducktales which is 2017 it's well outside the 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 boundaries but uh it is a really visually cool like kinetic fun show mm-hmm. and that's a that's a big part of of why i like it whereas like i don't know star trek lower decks or whatever um i haven't watched it but i've seen enough like i know what the look of the show is and it looks boring right would yeah yeah okay okay what about i mean where does like bojack i i guess it has a distinct it it does have a distinct style or yeah lisa lisa hannawalt is the cartoonist that kind of like laid out the template for what bojack horseman would look like mm-hmm. um and i love the way bojack looks the show and and i guess bojack the character as well but i uh yeah i really enjoy uh bojack and that's another show that like uh i mean most good shows get better as they go um but uh yeah i the first season of bojack is kind of a you gotta you gotta yeah. wade 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 through it. It's it, it yeah. seems to be like the first most of the first season of Bojack is kind of if you heard the premise of the show, you know, a depressed alcoholic mm-hmm. uh former TV star uh from the nineties, you could probably imagine what the first season is like. It's kind of like that. It isn't until the second season that they start uh getting deeper into uh psychology and um and guilt and regrets and and interpersonal relationships and stuff like that and also one of the one of my favorite things about bojack is that it could be this like very uh uh heavy show about like you know what can you ever atone for the wrongs that you've done in your life can you actually become a better person and then mixed with that is some of the fucking silliest comedy <laughs> imaginable. And that, that's a big part of why I, why I love Bojack, but uh, you got me off on a tangent of Bojack because I love it so much. Yes. So uh, what, what the, you said kids. Yeah. So the other one I wanted, I wanted to like pour one out for the short lived shows that we ah, love. Sure. Um, 
you and I were both big Rubicon people. Loved Rubicon. Yep. Yeah. Big Rubicon one. was great. I know you, I'll, I'll let you say what, what comes to mind for you. Terriers. Oh, Terriers. Remember that wasn't that what I thought you were going to say, but yeah. Yeah. What did you think I was going to say? John from Cincinnati. Oh, yes. That's, yeah. that's a, that's a show that deserves some kind of reappraisal. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it'll ever be a, a huge cult sensation or anything, but I think yeah. it definitely, they did it dirty. I mean, putting it on immediately after the Soprano finale. It's yeah. Just, that's a show killer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to go back and, and watch John Cincinnati again because I, um, I was frustrated with it. Um, yeah. And it's understandable at the time, but, uh, there are also some, moments some that, that I still think of, of that, that I love. Yeah. Some of that frustration was certainly intentional. Yeah. Um, and maybe um, some of it wasn't, but yeah. But there's something I watched, um, I remember I watched the third episode twice, uh, of, of John from Cincinnati largely because and I still remember that like the final shot with the, the kid in the coma and the TV on the radio needle drop. Right, I don't know yeah. If you remember. And, and uh, Ed O'Neill with the, Ed O'Neill. Uh, he's got the bird. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. I remember um, very well. Yeah. That was kind of, I'm wait, did you finish to me? That was, I, kind I don't, of the I don't moment. think I ever even finished it to me. That was the moment that sealed it. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm in on this show. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it through to the end. Yeah. Um, another one, even though it got a second season, so it's mm-hmm. not a, a one season wonder, uh, better off Ted. Sure. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Really uh, good actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Any, any, any others? Uh, I'm sure I'll kick myself about some, some other shows that I love that got shit canned. <laughs> yeah uh one season well i don't know i think um yeah and, and maybe i'll I'm, I'm sure i'll think of more as well yeah but i feel like kind of going back to your point i feel like part one of the hallmarks of, the, of this of this new golden age we're talking about is like not a lot of shows just got like dumped after a year a lot of shows got two, three, four seasons, even if they weren't doing big numbers, you know? Yeah, that's true. That like there was maybe in the, the last gas before the fucking like tech idiots took over yeah. TV, there were people who believed in shows. It would like something like fringe, which was like right. cancelable from its first season, but it's somehow totally. got five seasons because like yeah. they, someone believed in it. Yeah. And um, it only really got good and, the end of season one, I think. Yeah. I think it takes even longer, but yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That fringe is like a great show that is like, I hesitate to recommend to anyone because it's like, <laughs> right. it's like you, once you've put in so 40 hours, hours, yeah, yeah so it gets time. really good. But fringe does get really good. Uh, if you're willing to make that, that commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess there were shows that did get, uh, were treated unceremoniously, uh, like Firefly to bring, the to bring Joss Whedon back up. Um, but that, I, I think, um, that really shows, uh, how things have changed because Firefly, I guess that would, that was pretty early on. What was that? 2002, something like that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It was yeah, uh, right. When did Buffy end? Oh, three. Um, so it was right before that. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Um, but Fireflies is like it, the golden age had enough of an impact on how we watch TV that it's hard to imagine like, uh, anyone like hiring Joss Whedon to make a genre show and then like airing the episodes out of order. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane now to think like, that, that, that they would do that. Um, I mean, even with like comedies, like it seems like we've have we have more um, of uh, uh, what's what's what I'm looking for serialization of of things. Um, right. The last the last show I remember really getting that treatment of like unfair treatment was Happy Endings of things things airing like all out of out right. of production yeah, order. They would, yeah, they would randomly show two on a night, and then it would be off the air for five weeks, and then it would yeah yeah. Yeah, very I know you were you were a big happy endings guy. Have you and I watched it for the first time during the during like quarantine times and I mm-hmm. um I found uh I really I like the characters. I really like the show, but I also found a lot of the comedy to be very like of its era in a way that hasn't aged well. I don't mean aged well in terms of like problematicness, but there's a lot of like um uh like uh, don't ever do that again or that or that like oh. or or the or the like uh yeah i heard it as soon as i said it that's sort of like there's right. a lot of that kind of humor that <laughs> right. i feel is very yep. time stamped now yeah i know exactly what you're saying but yeah it was the time so it's yeah. hard to yeah hard to fault yeah uh all right so let's get back into like we should pr- probably wrap up but let's get back into like what have we decided are the shows if someone is <laughs> someone wants to <laughs> make a list of shows to watch what are the canonical shows we agree on sopranos we agree on friday night lights and Mad Men and deadwood yep um i'd say hall and catch fire throw it in okay and i well then i'm gonna throw in um adventure time <laughs> okay great uh um, mm, the wire <laughs> i yeah i guess but watch sopranos first yeah I mean, um, yeah, to make me, that wire, the priority. wire's lo- lowest, lowest on that totem pole. Yeah. Uh, for some more recent stuff, I would say girls, um, deserves to be in there. Um, and I, I guess what I'm thinking of the canon is not necessarily like all of these shows are hundred percent great, but I think, like, I guess I'm saying like, what is most representative, you know? Yeah. And, um, so yeah, Arrested Development, um uh yeah. louis with a big asterisk big ass yeah maybe yeah maybe select episodes or something yeah yeah or actually yeah. no scratch louis maybe better things it's it's a little outside the oh, window yeah. but it's, yeah. it's a good alternative that's I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought up better things it's it's really great even though um uh pam adlon has a real like saccharine streak uh and, and yeah weirdly so, sometimes stuff could be like a little hokey but in a way that i liked yeah weirdly because she's such a she's such a uh i would never say right. this phrase but like a tough old broad <laughs> right yeah her persona is yeah. the, like seen it all yeah um but yeah there's definitely a um some sappiness that i sometimes really like in in better things but i love the better things I talk about like playing with the form like i feel like better things would often like have uh like the 
the inception of the premise of the episode would be something sitcom-y like oh no the power went out you know mm-hmm. um but then or or like uh oh sam accidentally ate an edible and got too high or whatever right. but then those go on to be like that's just the jumping off point and it ends right. up being like um you know he in the in, a little in, more in the real. power outage one she ends up like going to the uh going to home depot with her best friend's ex-husband uh to buy a that's generator right. that's right um the uh the 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 pot brownie whatever it was that she ate uh that's one of my favorite episodes because that's the one where uh frankie comes home and tells sam that she lost her virginity and mm. like sam has to like sort of be there for her her, her middle daughter yeah, just, while despite, also like acknowledging like yeah. i'm super high right now <laughs> yeah I, okay i remember that one yep yeah uh, yeah 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 um uh, okay well unless you can think of any more i think uh i mean probably later but um you could you can do an addendum <laughs> uh, yeah um but yeah no do we want to um do we want to talk about like why why we think it ended a little more uh i mean i think i i, I, I kind of said you said your piece My, yeah that it's like uh fan driven and the streaming model i think uh are the main reasons yeah i would Do say you also, thoughts, no I, I i mean you basically covered it i would say the whole the ip thing is a good example yeah of and even like an example that occurred to me um it's a show that everyone loved, but like Watchmen, Watchmen is like, it's a beloved work in comics. And then they made a movie that most people don't like. I don't like it. Um, and then the show took a, took a way, took an interesting approach to it, but it's still ultimately like an IP extension. Yeah. Yeah. So like you take, you take an established showrunner, celebrity showrunner, you give them a, a piece of IP and you could still make a good show, but I think there's something, um, maybe there's something lacking there or, or it's, it's certainly a change, you know? Um, I guess the question we haven't really addressed is we, we just, we've talked now about why it ended, but why did it start? Um, yeah. Let's do uh, I mean, that I think really quickly. I think it comes down to, uh, you know, there are cultural forces, but there are also sometimes there are just people who make decisions. And I think the people who are running HBO at at that time um, were pushing for a certain type of 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 TV, and I think that's a big part. And then it caught on because of um, uh, there being more and more channels, which now they're endless. Uh, yeah. channels so things could be a little bit more niche and then i also i think um i talked about how streaming is one of the reasons that it ended but i think one of the reasons it began is tv on dvd you know um oh, yeah that that you could suddenly like sure, it was think, very yeah. easy to catch up on which is how i watched I, I first watched sopranos on dvd i first watched buffy on on dvd before i caught up um i'm sure there yeah. are there's home movies yeah yeah and just like um yeah, and it's kind of a wave. Like you look at like I mean, I think yeah, Sopranos is is the show, but like 
just before that was Oz, which is not to me like a great show, but it's kind of a precursor. And even Sex in the City is similar in a way. And it's like they were trying things. They're giving, they're letting people take chances. Yeah. And I think a big one that I wanted to make sure to mention was the Larry Sanders show, which I don't know if you, did you ever get yeah, to that? No, I've never watched it. Well, A, it's a great show. Yeah. And B, I know from some interview or another that David Chase was a fan. And it's one of the reasons they took the Sopranos to HBO. Like, oh, that's a good show. I think HBO would maybe let me do a little more with, with the show that I want to do. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, another funny, In fact, like, I uh, would, I would almost, I would almost argue it's, it's way too outside the lines, but to me, Larry Sanders, like is kind of like one of those great examples of like a show that fits in mm-hmm. with this new golden age we're talking about. So if you want to add that on, on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a funny, uh, speaking of HBO, uh, you've heard this story about how Deadwood came to be that um, David Milch had this idea for a, a show that would examine the way that human beings sort of naturally create societies out of chaos. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be set in ancient Rome. And HBO was like, actually, John Milius is doing an ancient Rome series. Yeah. Could you tell this story somewhere else? And he's like, like he was like, let me think about it. And he came up with, with Deadwood. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny story. It's like, like, oh, oh, I can't do it in Rome. Okay. Uh, it's a Western now. It's a Western. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it's just, yeah. But that's, uh, um, yeah. So, uh, I'll end this, uh, end up putting you on the spot. Um, what are some current shows or, or at least very recent shows that oh, you think, shit carry on the the tradition are you watching anything yeah because i've got one answer of a, a a show that just aired its series finale um a month or two ago uh and that's reservation dogs oh yeah that yeah that came to my mind immediately yeah the I only mean, the yeah. good the only good thing taika waititi has had his hand in in at least <laughs> half a decade many many years <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah have you seen that new one yet uh no no. Okay. Are you going to see it? Um, maybe. I don't know. I saw the documentary um, that it's oh, based okay. on. okay. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it's good. It's like a crowd pleaser. So that was... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not, not surprising that someone made a movie out of it. No. Not surprised. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, the only things that come to mind are comedies. So How To With John Wilson... I don't know if you, yeah. you've checked that yeah. out. I haven't watched the, the new season, the, which okay. I think is the final season. I haven't right. watched it yet, but yeah. yeah. It's equally- That's a show I think I've said before, maybe on the podcast, that like uh, bridges the like the people that I interact with online who are super into comedy and the people who I interact with online who are like cinephiles. Cin- yeah. Like Documentary. They, yeah, they both yeah. love How To with John Wilson. As they should. And yeah. then, hey, taking it back, to the adult swim thing i think it's it's over now but um joe para talks with you yeah joe para talks with you is a great like what's a yeah uh, oh yeah was, i mean yeah. how yeah how um, much more i mean joe para was not a choir teacher but how much more personal could that show yeah feel you know yeah um 
yeah, I love Joe Parra. I've watched it. It's very easy to watch through multiple times. I've watched it through multiple times. And um, one of the things I think of in the first season, there's the breakfast episode. The perfect um, egg when, bite? Uh, yeah, that one's in yes. there. But what yes. I'm also thinking of is when he's trying to decide what to have for breakfast, uh, the waitress suggests eggs Benedict, and he says, too opulent for any day but Easter. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh yeah i'm trying to think what else uh you know what i i I think it's over now and i watched i only watched the first season on Mm -hmm. paramount plus so we haven't we haven't talked a lot about a lot about a lot of like broadcast shows we talked about some but um have you watched evil with uh luke coulter i only got about half a season oh really i I would like to i would like to go back to it actually because i was enjoying it okay yeah it is you know i was a good wife Um, you know, uh, I was a good wife viewer, right? Yeah, that's. that's I feel the like they again. they, yeah. the Kings, I guess. Yeah, right. I feel like the, CBS or Paramount or what, whoever, kind of let them, kind of just let them do what they want to do at this point. Yeah. Right. That, for what I saw, it's kind of a, it's a strange show and an interesting show. Uh, yeah, that first season was was really great. I look forward to getting in back back. Uh, back into it but i'm um, uh yeah jumping around trying to catch up on other other tv right now um uh, last thing what last, else oh go ahead last thing that came to mind uh i don't know if you watched it severance oh no was that good natalie watched it's, it it's very good it's very okay. good and I, and I think yeah in terms if we're talking like dramas i think that's the only recent thing that i've personally seen that kind of holds up in that in that way yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've definitely been meaning to watch it. I'm also a big fan of uh, one of the actresses on the show. Deachin Lockman is her name. Yeah. Um, sure. She's, from Dollhouse. Uh, yeah, she's very talented and also quite beautiful. Um, uh, I have a picture of myself with her somewhere. Um, Do you really? Yeah, I uh, met her at like a, an event, and uh, there were all sorts of celebrities at this event. Natalie was there with me. She got a picture taken with Juliette Lewis. She got a picture taken with Dave Foley. But the one that I had to be like, you got I, I, was, like, I was like, I'm going to get my picture taken with Deacon Luckman. I don't know if you can see that on the, on the zoom. Uh, She's shorter Deacon. than I thought. I thought, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She does like read tall. tall. Yeah. He reads tall. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. So, uh, Wait, how do you know her from dollhouse? Uh, Dollhouse. Else. She's also in um, a, she's in some movies. She's in a really bad movie called Too Late with um, I think I'm thinking of the right movie of Too Late with uh, John Hawks. I think she's in that. Um, yeah, but Dollhouse. You were, you were going to mention stuff. you're a big fan of. Uh, oh, I was trying to think of other current shows, and then I realized I I was almost going to do your thing with The Office of pick, picking a non-American show, but. Uh. Um, uh, my brilliant friend is um, one of those oh, shows yes. on TV. Love that. Show. That's that's an Italian show. Yeah, yeah. Can't, well, yeah, but it is it is an, an HBO American. Yeah, there you go. I mean, All right. Well, I think we did it. I think we uh, defined the new golden age of American television. Um, if did we not talk enough about your favorite show? Did we leave off the shield? I'm sorry if you're <laughs> if we left off the shield. Yeah. I mean, um, we I feel bad. We didn't even mention Twin Peaks, which has a very interesting. It's like both pre and post Golden yeah, Age, and it's yeah. kind of it doesn't fit 
into most yeah. of the parameters we set. And yeah. yet at the same time, it's, it's very influential and it's a great yeah. show. Well, yeah, I did actually think about it earlier when you when you described Tim and Eric as avant-garde TV. I thought oh, Twin yeah, Peaks: The Return definitely would count as that too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good call. Yeah, I agree. With uh, that. All right. Well, you can find me uh, at battleshipretention dot com. Listen to my other podcast that I mentioned earlier, the one where I met your mother. Uh, check me out on I'm on Letterboxd at David Bax, uh, and I'm on Twitter and Blue Sky at Davy Pretension. Uh, Sean, where Twitter? Huh? What's that? Are you still on Twitter? Huh? I mostly I use it um, to promote Battleship Retention stuff, and then I will sometimes like check certain friends and like right. reply to them or whatever. Uh, but mostly, if I have an original thought that I want to put out, I will blue sky, blue, blue sky it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, when uh, people find you, yeah. Uh, I've never really self-promoted on here, but uh, I have a band currently called Weird Spirit. Uh, the the album is called You Are the Architect and it's available on Bandcamp it's on Tidal, Apple Music uh, Spotify Boo uh, yeah everywhere everywhere you can stream or buy it on Bandcamp and, and if, it is really good I can, I can vouch it's very good well thank you And, go, and, if, and any, if, if Weird Spirit comes to your town go see them live they put on a good show thank you um yeah but that's it all right well um thanks for joining us um thank you at home for listening and we'll catch you next time bye, bye.